Shalom to all. Today's office site to Gimel. We are starting the fourth line with the word Tanya. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars Miriam, Sarah, Basar, Yaakov, Misha, Hernish, Shama, Shadav, and Aliyah. And Lili Nishmas, Mars Rifka, Basar, Meir, Zev, Hernish, Shama, Shadav, and Aliyah. And the Gemara says, Tanya, Evan, Brysa, Hari, Rab, Meir, Amir, Meir said, Adam, Eva, Vera, Besaser. A person does an Avera in private or in secret. Makash Baruch, Machrizal, Bagaloi, Vashem is going to end up announcing this Avera to everyone. Shinemar says in the Pasuk, Ba'avar, all of Ruch, Kinnah. And Ruch, Kinnah, spirit of jealousy, passed over him. This is talking about the husband warning his wife. Ve'en Avera, the word Avera means to announce, to make a proclamation. Shnamar says in the Pesach, Moshe commanded, and they made a proclamation, they made an announcement in the camp. So it's Lashon of Avar al means that this Avera that the wife did in private is going to end up being publicized to everyone. Another Joshua, a person doesn't do an Avera until a spirit of foolishness goes into him. Shnamar says in the Pesach, says, ish ish ki sista ishtai, which literally means a man whose wife will go astray. However, we understand the word sista to mean something else. Sishtexiv, it could be read as sishta, which means acted foolishly. And we continue talking about an eid echad being neman to say that she was nitma, that she actually didn't have air with this person. Why is it that a tire believed one aid in the case of a saita? Because there's what to rely on. It makes sense. He was makana with two aidim, and she secluded herself with that person. And then one aid comes along and says that she was nitma. So it makes sense that she was nitma, that's why we believe this eid echad. But now, Amr Papa Labai, Papa asked When it says the word kinoi, that he was makanah, that he warned her, that's written after stira and toma, implying that eid echad is believed to say that she was tame, even if he wasn't makanah her. Amr Labai told her Papa, va'avar, when it says in the Pasuk, va'avar al ruch kinoi, that means, ukvar avar, this spirit of jealousy had already passed over him, meaning he was makanah her first, and then we have the stira and the toma. Ask the Gemara Elmiat, if that's really so, we have a Pasuk that says, va'avar al and va'avar lachem every armed man. Hachinam, does that mean that every armed man had already passed over the Yardane? That doesn't make sense. The Gemara says, you're right. Hasam over there, Midachsiv, since it says in the Pasuk, and the land shall be conquered in front of Hashem, and then afterwards you'll come back. So that's Mashma in the future. Va'avar means they will pass. But over here, if you want to say the word Avar means in the future, this spirit of jealousy passed over him after she already had Stira and Toma, so Kinu Lamali, why would he need to be Makana her then? She already secluded herself or was Matame to him. So it must be that when the Pasuk says, that he was Makana her, he warned her, that must be referring to before the Toma and Stira happened. So the word Va'avar is contextual, based on the context that it's found in, that's how we're going to understand it, either being past or future tense. I think Mark continues, A person's not Makana his wife, he doesn't warn her not to seclude herself with a person, Unless he has a spirit enter him. Shinara, because the Pasuk says, all of ruach ishtai, so we see that a ruach of kina enters him. A ruach is a spirit. The Gemara asks, My ruach, what type of spirit is this? A good spirit or a bad spirit? So Rabban and Amri, they say ruach toma. It's ruach of toma. The Satan put this ruach into him so that there should be contention started between him and her or between her and others. Ravashi, Ravashi says, ruach tahara. It's a spirit of purity. That he's a pure person, he's tahar, and he wants his family to remain tahar. And in Mistabra command, am ruach tahara. It's logical to say that it's a ruach tahara. The time you have a Rabbi Shmuel says that Vikinius Ishtai means he could be Makanar if he wants to. Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Kiva says Chayva. He has a Chayv to do so. Now we have Rabbi Shlim if you want to say Ruch Tahara, that this spirit that enters him is Ruch Tahara. So Shapir, it makes sense that we have a Machlaikas if it's a Chayv or Roshos. Eliyam is Ruch Toma. But if you want to say this spirit that's entering him is Ruch Toma, Roshos Vachayva, Eloy Leinish Ruch Toma Benafshe, do we have a discussion of Roshos or Chayva in regards to a person having a spirit of Toma in himself? We're not going to have a discussion about this spirit that enters the person.
person? Does he have a chayv to warn his wife? Does he have permission to do so? If this whole thing is really a ruach tova, so it must be that it's a ruach tahara. Now we continue understanding this machlekes that we just quoted. Gufa v'kines ishtay rishos de Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Shmuel says that him warning his wife is rishos. He doesn't have to. He could if he wants to though. Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva says chayva. He has to. Two more machlekes in between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva that are similar. The pasuk in regards to a kain being metamet to his immediate relatives says la yitama. He's metamet to her. Rishos, that's permission. Div Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Shmuel says that if a kain wants to be metamet to one of his immediate relatives, if they pass away, he's allowed to. Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Kiva says chayva. He has a chiv to be metamet to one of his immediate relatives if they pass away. And a third thing, the pasuk says that you shall work them forever. This is referring to a person owning a non-Jewish slave. Rishos, Div Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Shmuel says that if a person wants to keep a non-Jewish slave forever, he could. But if he wants to free him, he could free him as well. Whereas Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Kiva says chayva. He has a chayv to keep his non-Jewish slave forever. He's never allowed to set him free. Now, Amrle of Papa Labai or Papa told Abai of Amrilon, some say Rav Mesharshi Lerava, it was Rav Mesharshi Atarava. Lema, should we say that Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Kiva, Bachal Hatar, Kula, Hachi, Pligi, that Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva argue in regards to all the Tyra? Demire Amar, that Rabbi Shmuel says Rishos, anytime we have an assay, it's Rishos. If you want to do it, you could do it. Umar Hamar Chayva, and Rabbi Kiva says that every assay is a Chayv, that wouldn't make any sense. That would mean that Rabbi Shmuel takes away half of the mitzvahs. You could do it if you want to, but you don't have to if you don't want to. That's not very logical. So Amrle, he told him, Hacha Bakrai Pligi. In these three instances, they're arguing how to understand the Pasuk. Number one, Vikinius Ishtai Rishos de Rabbi Shmuel. Rabbi Shmuel had said Vikinius Ishtai means he's allowed to be Makana his wife if he wants. Whereas Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva says, Chayva, he has to. So my time with Rabbi Shmuel, what's Rabbi Shmuel's reasoning? So for luck, Yehaitana, he holds like the following Tana. The Tanya, we have a brass, Rabbi Liaz Bin Yaakov, Rabbi Liaz Bin Yaakov says, Clap Amr Taira. After the Taira tells us, Bilvavecha, you're not allowed to hate your brother in your heart. Yachal Kagainzu, you might think that applies to this case as well, that this is considered hating his wife in his heart when he's her, So therefore you might think that he's not allowed to be her. Tamalim, that's why the Pasuk says, that if he wants to, he can mekana his wife, and that's not being over on the Isser of Rabbi Kiva, what would he respond to that? It says the word kinoi again in the Pasuk. It says, twice in the Pasuk. The second time is coming to tell us that it's a chayv. Whereas Rabbi Shmuel, the way he would respond to that is, since the Pasuk repeats itself, twice, and we need the Pasuk to repeat itself, because one time is talking about where she was metama to the guy, the other time it's said in the Pasuk is that she wasn't metama to the guy, so Ksev Nami, it also says Vekines Ishtai, meaning it repeats the words Vekines Ishtai, but only for the purpose of saying Vehi but we don't learn anything special out of the second time it says Vekines Ishtai, and how do we know that? Like a brass that was taught, the call Parsha Shanam anytime a Parsha is said and it's repeated, it's only repeated because of something that was mischadish in it. And as we said over here, we had to repeat this parsha because one time it's talking about Tama, one time it says Vihiloinitma. So therefore we also repeat the word Vikinius Ishtai. But again, we're not learning anything special out of the second time it says the word Vikinius Ishtai, according to Rabbi Shmal. According to Rabbi Kiva, we are, that's telling us that it's a chiv for him to be Makana his wife. Now to understand their second machikas. The Pasuk says, La Yutama, and right now we're understanding this to mean that a kind's allowed to be Matame to any of his immediate relatives that die. Rushos to Rabbi Shmal, Rabbi Shmal is telling us that's a Rushos. He's allowed to if he wants to, but he doesn't have to. Whereas Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva says, Chayva, it's a Chayv, he has to be metamed to them. My time to Rabbi Shmuel, what's Rabbi Shmuel's reasoning? The Gemara says, Ayadich Siv, since it says in the Pasuk, Emer Alakayin, Bnei Aaron, Ramat Olayim, Lenefesh, Loyitama Ba'amav, that the Kayhanim, the Bnei Aaron, they have to know that they are not allowed to be metamed to a Nefesh, so it's Yichel Mechtav, Loyitama. Therefore, the Pasuk has to say that if he wants to, he could be metamed to one of his immediate relatives. 
Whereas Rabbi Kiva, Miki Imlashairai Nafka, he learns this out of the Pasuk of Ki Imlashairai. The full Pasuk tells us Ki Imlashairai Hakar of Elav, Leima Il Aviv, Livna Il Vita Il Achiv. That Pasuk tells us that if he wants to, he could be Matamit his immediate relative and La Yitama Lamali. So why do we have to have a repeat by saying La Yitama, which is a few Psukim later, Lachaiva? That's telling us that a Kayan has a Chayv to be Matamit to his immediate relative. Now, Rabbi Shmuel, so what he respond to that? La Mitma, Vain Mitma Levevrehah. When the Pasuk says La, it's telling us that a Kayan is only that to be Matamit to his relative if the relative passed away. But not if the relative lost a limb, and now the limb has to be buried. The kain's not allowed to be involved in that. We know that a limb is matame like a regular person who dies, and that's what the pasuk's telling us by saying la yitama. He's only allowed to matame to the whole relative that passes away, not if he just loses a limb. Gimel based on top, Rabbi Kiva, what would he respond to that? He would say imkain if that's really so. All the pasuk should say is la velishtaik and not say anything more than that. Yitma lamali. Why does it say la yitama? Shmami, no. We see from here that it's a chiyuv. He has to matame to his relatives. Rabbi Shmuel, what would he say to that? I had the cause of law, cause of Nami Yitma. Since it says the word law, it also says the word Yitma along with it. We're not learning anything special out of the word Yitama. Like we had a brass from this bench, Rabbi Shmuel, the Tanabe Rishmo, we just quoted this. Call Parsha Shanam of Anishinus. Anytime we have a Parsha that has to be repeated, it's only repeated because of the one thing that we're learning from it. But the extra word in this case, Yitama, is not teaching us anything special. And now into their third Machlaikas. The Pasuk says, Rabbi Shmuel says that if a person has a non Jewish avid, he could keep him forever, but if he wants to, he could free him. Rabbi Kiva, Rabbi Kiva says, Chayva, he has to keep him forever. He's not allowed to free his non-Jewish slave. The Gemara asks, my time to Rabbi Shmuel, or it's Rabbi Shmuel's reasoning. That's because Eidich says, since it says in the Pasuk, do not allow anyone to remain alive. This is the command that B'nai Yisrael were given when they went into Eretz Yisrael. They had the command to wipe out all the seven nations that were indigenous to Eretz Yisrael. We call them Kenanim, but there's really a whole bunch. Chiti, Girgashi, Amairi, Kenani, Prizi, Chivi, and Yavusi. So since we have this Pasuk that tells us we have to wipe all them out, it's we also have to have a Pasuk that says that you shall work them forever to permit the following case someone from a different nation meaning not one of the seven nations Shabal Kenainis he was by Kenainis meaning one of the seven nations indigenous to Yisrael and had a son from her that you're allowed to buy him as an Eved even though his mother's a Kenainis his father's not from one of the seven nations so he's allowed to be purchased as an Eved and doesn't have to be killed how do you know if we have one of the other nations that was Baila Kananis and had a son from her that you're allowed to buy that son and you don't have to kill him? He's not considered a Kanani. Tamalim, the Pasuk says, Also, from the Taishavim that live among you, you are allowed to buy from them. And a Taishavim in this Pasuk is understood to be referring to someone who came from outside Eretz Yisrael who decided to live in Eretz Yisrael, but they're not considered one of the seven nations. You are allowed to buy one of their children, even though it was born from a Kanani. Now, Yahu, you might think, Afakanani, Shabal, Achaz, Minahumais, that even if a Kanani male was Bile, a woman from one of the other nations, and had a son from her, that you're allowed to buy that child as Eved. The Pasuk says, What do we learn from here? You're only allowed to purchase a child as a slave if that child was born in your land, but his father is from outside the land. But not a child who's born from someone who lives in your land, meaning from a Kanani. So that's all Rabbi Shmuel. Now Rabbi Kiva, he learns this from the word, you could buy from them. So, what's the word telling us? It's a chiyuv. You have to keep a slave forever and you're not allowed to free him. Rabbi Shmuel, what would he respond? Pasuk of Bahem is saying that you're only allowed to buy a non-Jew as a slave, but you're not allowed to hold one of your brothers, meaning another Yid, as a slave. Rabbi Kiva, what would he say? That's learned from the Sefer, the Pasuk. The Pasuk tells us, We have a Pasuk that explicitly says that from your brothers, Bnei Yisrael, a man 
man is not allowed to have his brother engage in backbreaking labor, which means you're not allowed to have a Yiddish slave. Where's Rabbi Shmuel? Rabbi Shmuel would respond to that. Since it says Vachechem, it also says Bohem. Like Abraham said, it was taught in the Pesmesh of Rabbi Shmuel. The Tanah of Rabbi Shmuel, called Parsha Shanavar Venishness, Loi Nishness, Elabashvil, Darvish, and Eschadishba. And therefore, according to Rabbi Shmuel, it's not extra to learn what Rabbi Kiva learns out of it. And now going back to Saita, Amr Chesav Chesav says, Zenusa Bebesa. If there's Nus in the house, Kikari Lashum Shema, that's like a Kari worm for sesame. Once the worm attacks the sesame, it totally destroys it, and Zenus destroys the house the same way. Says tukva bebeso anger in the house kikari l'shem shema is just like this worm for the sesame. And a clarification of this is idvidi beitza. Both of this is referring to a woman. If a woman's involved in znos or she gets angry, then she destroys the house. Aval begafer less lamba. When we're dealing with a man, there's no issue of this. When a woman is involved in znos and she gets angry, so she totally neglects the entire house. She doesn't take care of her household duties. She gives away her husband's wealth to the person she's being mezana with, and therefore the house will completely fall apart. But a man is not involved in domestic duties, so therefore znos and anger won't necessarily destroy the entire house. And the Gemara continues, Rabbi Chizor Chizor says, B'tchila, originally, Kadim Shechato Yisrael, before Am Yisrael sinned, specifically with Arayas, Ha'ezah Shechina Shayarim Kol Echad V'Echad, the Shechina rested in every single person's home. Shinamar the Pasek says, Ki Hashem Alekechem Ezhalch B'Kerev Machanecha, Hashem your God goes B'Kerev Machanecha, B'Kim Shechato, once Am Yisrael sinned with Arayas, Nistalka Shechina Mehem, the Shechina departed from them, Shinamar the Pasek says, V'lo Yerbacha Ervaz Davar, so that an Ervaz Davar will not be seen in you, B'Shav Me'acharecha, and he will turn away from behind you, which means, if there is a rias, Hashem turns away. And over Shmuel Baruch Hamini, Amrav Yonason, call Eisa Mitzvah Achas Bayil Mazeh. Anyone that does a mitzvah in this world, Mikadamtoi Vahilechas Lefanov, it precedes him and it goes in front of him Laelam Haba, which means it gets to Elam Haba before him. Shneimer says Vahal Chofanecha Tzidkecha, your tzidkus goes in front of you. Vachal Oira Avera Achas Bayil Mazeh. Anyone that does an Avera in this world, Mlafasai, it envelops him Vahilechas Lefanov LeYamadin and it goes in front of him to the Yamadin. Shneimer says in the pasuk Yilaftu Archas Darkam, they are enveloped by their own ways. They enter wasteland and they're lost. And Rebbe Lazar tells us this Avera, specifically Znus, is tied to a person like a dog. Shemar says the Pasuk, This is referring to Yosef not listening to the wife of Petifar, and he didn't listen to her to lay with her, to be with her. Why this double Lashan? To lay with her is referring to this world, to be with her, is referring to Olam Haba, the sin of Znus is going to be connected to a person in this world and the next world. And now once again, going back to discuss that Eid Echad is believed to say that a woman who was warned by her husband was actually metama to that person. Tanan Hassan, we have a mention over there. Shahaya Badin, it would be logical to say the other way around, that Eid Echad would not be Mohammed. Why? Because Uma Eid is when we're dealing with the Eid is Harishayna, which is the Stira. Sha'ina Israsa Isra Ilam, it doesn't answer her forever. It's not Makayim if we have less than two Eidim. We have to have two Eidim for the Stira. So Eid is the later Eidos, meaning Eidos that she actually was metama to the person. It answers her forever. For sure, it shouldn't be Miskayim with less than two people. So, that's why we have a Pasuk Ve'ed Einba. What does the Pasuk Ve'ed Einba tell us? As long as we have some sort of Eidos, meaning even if there's only one aid for Toma, we'll believe that aid. But now the Gemara suggests that we should reverse the Kavachimer. Now we should make a Kavachimer to the Eidos Harishayna, to the Eidos of Stira. Because now that we see that Eidos Achrayna, the Eidos of Toma, 
that answers her forever. We can have just one aid for that. So Edus Harishayna Sheinus Has Esra Ailam, the first Edus, the Edus of Stira, that doesn't answer her forever. Shouldn't we say that we could just have one aid for Edus of Stira? So if the Pazak tells us, if he finds in her a matter of immorality, and later regarding regular Edus, it says, with two or three Edim, we can establish a matter. What do we learn from here? Just like the Dover that's said by regular Edus, that tells us all Edus has to have two Edim. So to over here, when we're dealing with immorality, we have to have two Edim. Ask the Gemara, what type of Joshua is that? Are you telling me that the way that we know that we have to have two Edim for Stira is from this Pasuk of Kimatzaba Erva's Davar? It's learned from the word Ba, as we had in yesterday's Gemara. That the word Ba told us that by Toma one Ed is believed, but not by Kinoi, not by Stira. So we don't learn this from the Pasuk of Kimatzaba Erva's Davar. So what's the Tana trying to tell us by quoting this Pasuk of Kimatzaba Erva's Davar? So Gemara says, you're right, that is what the Tana is telling us. That Tamulaymar, Ba, Bavla Bikinoi, Bavla Bastira. And you're right, that's where we learn that we have to have two Edim for Stira. Aye, so what's the Pasuk of Kimatzah Barabbas Davar telling us? Mitomah ba'alma belay kinui belay stira when we're dealing with just regular Toma, meaning when a regular woman is Mizana with a regular man, without Kinu, without Stira, how do we know that an Eid Echad is not Nama to say that a random woman was Mizana with a random man? So that's what we need this Joshua for. It says over here, and by the way, the Pasuk of is just referring to regular Znos. It's not a Pasuk that's said by Saita, and we have this Pasuk by regular Edos that says that we need two just like the Dover that said in regards to regular Eidos, we have to have two Edim, Afkan, Edim Shnaim. So to over here, when we're talking about regular Znos, we have to have two Edim in order to believe that there was actually Znos. We can't believe one Eid. And we're going to conclude by starting a Brysa and stopping right in the middle of it. Tan Rabbanu, we have a Brysa. Ezui Edus Harishaina. What is this Edus Harishaina that we just mentioned in the previous Brysa? Zu Edus Stira. That's the Edus of Stira that they were secluded with each other. And Edus Achraina. What's the Edus Achraina that we mentioned in the Brysa? Zu Edus Toma, that's referring to the Eidos, that they were actually metamit to each other, that they actually did Navera. Now, as we just said, we're going to stop here right in the middle of the Brysa, but we're going to pick up tomorrow talking about the Shear of Stira. How long do they have to be secluded for with each other in order to say, okay, now she's a Saita, and continue on with the process of bringing her to the base of Mekdash. Though for now, everyone should have a wonderful day.